What's going on, everyone? Sanchez here. Don't worry about I know how this feels. <laughs> I do it all the time. Don't even feel awkward about it. I feel like the problem is that I do it every month and not like every week, every other I'm week. So I'm like, still, <laughs> I know, I know exactly. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Let's see if I can get it right this time. <sighs> What's going on, everyone? Sanchez here, and welcome back to this interview podcast. Today, we have. A, oh my. I am so tired of this. I I can't do intros. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, Norma. <laughs> I I feel you like can I do should do it as often as you like. Yeah, I I feel like I should just have a script at this point. Why do I not have a script? <laughs> Honestly, I might even keep all this in just for content. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> all right. Um. What's going on, everyone? Sanctuary here, and welcome back to this interview podcast, the podcast where we grab a content creator and interview them and ask them questions and learn more about them. Uh, this month, it is a new year. It is January. The video, of course, is up on the 1st of February. So it's, it's either way, it's still the first podcast of the month. Uh, but we have wonderful guest, Cafe Ella, who has 30.7K followers on Twitch and 1.16K on YouTube. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm alive. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive to say the least. <laughs> That's very good. That is very good. Of course. Um, so, 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 of course, it, for people who who don't really know you, just, just give like a, a brief like description of like yourself and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm totally great at that. <laughs> okay. Hi, my name is Ella. I stream on my Twitch channel, Cafe Ella. I've been a streamer for six years, partnered for five of those. Uh, I mainly play cozy, comfy games, um, as I call them. So I have a real passion for games like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, and a lot of Pokemon. I recently got into Nuzlocking, and right now I'm doing a hardcore plus Nuzlocks on my channel, which is a little bit different, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I work full time as a UX designer in the games industry. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what you should know about me. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff. Pretty much yeah. when, pretty much when I first knew you, it was um, it was obviously you were, you were I believe you were still partnered at the time, from as far as I'm aware. But like you were like heavily, like heavily into Pokemon. I didn't really see much else. Because yeah. like, like most of the people that I know from years ago all started as shiny hunters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always I mean, where it starts. That's the thing. No, I really I really loved um being part of the Pokemon community back then. At some point I got a little bit burned out from shiny hunting, so I started to play variety games like Sims and Zelda and as I said, Stardew and Animal Crossing. It was really nice, but recently I've been Whenever a new Pokemon game comes out, I definitely play it. But for now, I feel like very involved again in the community, which is honestly really nice because there's a lot of lovely people. And yeah. It's uh, very sweet. Yeah, I I was pretty much the exact same way. I got super burnt out from it. Made mm. it made a complete 180 on my channel, and that, <laughs> and now with like, I guess like BDSP recently came out and. Literally, by the time this comes out, Legends Arceus will be out. I know. I I didn't think about that until like earlier today. I was like, "Wait, 
the new game will be out. Oh boy. Are you excited? Oh yeah. I'm I'm actually super excited. Like like for for once it was like normally I'm like, "Oh, it's just going to be the same standard run of the mill. You go to the towns, go to the gyms, pretty much fry yeah. through the game with one Pokémon and start shiny hunting." Yeah, um, for sure. But but this one it's going to be so cool. I'm actually super excited to try a more open world style. Um, I normally haven't gone into open world for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of people like say it's th- like the design wise, it looks a lot like Breath of the Wild, for example. Yeah, I, I, I have not played Breath of the Wild and I and I have never finished a Legend of Zelda game. So I don't know how oh well gosh. this will go. <laughs> I mean, Breath of the Wild is not a Legend of Zelda game, not a classic one. Like a lot of people say it's just not a Zelda game, but it's amazing mm-hmm. and I love it. And I know you will hopefully love it, too. And that's why I think I'm really excited, because I feel like. A lot of us always wanted the open world Pokemon. Like there was always, I don't know, as, as long as I can remember, people wanted to be like, oh, what if this was like more 3D, like an RPG sort of. And now we get it and I kind of can't believe it. And I'm very excited to see how that goes. Yeah, which I, I, I was honestly kind of expecting the games to go sort of in that direction, especially with, with how Sword and Shield had like their wild area, which is the closest yeah. thing to like open world-esque in a pokemon game that we've seen Mm, for sure and also with the switch having all those possibilities the switch is just such a great console too yeah Yeah. i i actually just recently um ended up modding my switch so i'm pretty (gasps) i'm pretty excited to start messing around with that a little bit nice oh my god i need to mod mine too i could but like mine is moddable but uh, i haven't mm -hmm. done it yet yeah surprisingly enough it's not that hard to mod it I'm just scared to brick it, really, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Like, like I've modded in my time two 3DSs and, and now the Switch, so like the Switch wasn't much of a problem for me. Okay. Um, I'd say if you haven't modded a Switch, I was actually talking to, I think it was MB Fish on uh, Twitter there. Because they were asking about Switch modding and whatnot, so I, I just ended up linking them everything that I use and... And and they're like, how long do you, do you think it'll take to? Do? I was like, for me, it took like an hour. For if you if you have no knowledge of modding, just take your time. It, sh- it should take no more than like two two and a half hours tops. Okay. Yeah, I need to ask them. That would be so cool. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it it, it, on, it honestly isn't bad. Like like I All wanted right. to, but like I was always so nervous of getting my switch banned. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but, it's not my main Switch. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it will be okay. Yeah, my, mine, uh, is, mine is my main Switch. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that makes it a bit, uh, that makes it a bit riskier for sure. Yeah, between, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But, like, there's, like, super easy ways to, like, get, like, around it. Just, like, just it's pretty much don't boot up the firmware and go online is pretty much what it comes down to. Okay, so okay. I'm like, So I'm, like, done. Say no more. All right. Yeah, I don't want to like sound like I have, you know, a lot of, I mean, I do have two switches, but only because the Animal Crossing switch was so beautiful and I had to get it. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like such a sucker for limited edition. So yeah, I I honestly don't blame you that that switch when it came out, I looked at it and I was like, this is so adorable. 
low-key i want it but i know i cannot be shelling out that type of money and it was so like it was so fast like sold out i was really glad i got a pre-order of it so yeah uh, every single time someone actually ends up getting a pre-order of like something that's like super like popular like an example is like the the ps5 and the xbox series x for sure the ps5 like, especially Oof. yeah did, did you end up hearing that the um that that sony's gonna make more ps4s because they can't get all the parts for ps5s <laughs> i think i read something about that and i think that kind of crazy right like we live in a really crazy timeline at the moment and uh, i mean I do have a little bit like, I guess, my criticism on like the crypto market and everything for that, because, you know, they're just buying all those things. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. Uh, yeah, like like the, the amount of like upcharge that I see for like people are selling them, like even on Facebook Marketplace, when, whenever I look there, it's like, oh, yeah, a thousand dollars for it. For, and I'm like, no way. I am yeah. not, I'm not spending a thousand bucks for the new console for and, sure. and and honestly with the way things have been going like the past like what like week or so with like with, like especially with, with microsoft taking over <gasps> taking over that activision blizzard crazy that i had did not have that on my bingo card ever it no. was oh my god that was absolutely yeah that was very surprising yeah very like, surprising I saw like one random tweet that someone quote retweeted and I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know how reliable this specific person is. So I quote retweeted <sighs> that saying, I don't believe it until I see it type of thing. And not, <laughs> and like not even five minutes after I quote retweeted that I saw the, I saw the official yeah. post and I was like, there's no way dude. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was, that was very surprising. Yeah, yep. so so so, pre so pretty much right now, if it comes down to like console war sort of stuff, like like back in the day, I feel like Xbox is sort of winning. Because mm -hmm. like for um for Activision Blizzard, they had like Call of Duty and and like COD was like super had like a lot of like PlayStation exclusive stuff. So mm. so as soon as everything goes over to Microsoft, it's it's going to be Xbox ex exclusives and maybe like xbox um consoles will, will be used for uh, competitive maybe they'll actually switch to pc who knows yeah it's actually really really I, I like i think i read that it's currently like not clear at all what happens to call of duty um but it's like microsoft is just doing so many like incredible moves like the game pass being such a successful subscription model with all the games includes it's incredible, really, to yeah. see that. To see that shift really going from, okay, owning games to subscribing to them, which a lot of people are opposed to because they're like, well, it's not my game then. Like, we're still so bound to the concept of going to a store and getting the physical copy. So yeah, we made the switch to digital a little bit already, I guess, with, like, you know, Steam and the eShops and everything. But um it's really, really interesting how that shifts now, thanks to the Game Pass. So, yeah, honestly, Microsoft has just in general has been making massive moves, and like, mm -hmm. and like currently, like the thing that a lot of people are talking about is like how Microsoft is slowly beginning to monopolize the gaming industry. 
And I'm like, and, holy, what's, what's going yeah. on here? And I mean, as much as I, like, for example, Microsoft does a lot on the accessibility front, which I'm very involved and passionate about, which is amazing. They also like provide everything for free to other you know, for, for everyone, really, like everyone can look at their accessibility guidelines and at their blogs and at their initiatives. It's it's really inspiring. But also, yeah, uh, monopolies are also never fun. So we'll see how that goes, really. The only um, time monopolies are fun are is when you're winning the monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time oh I like, God. that's the only time I'll ever play monopoly is if I'm oh. already winning. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of perspectives to that. Yeah, there, there's the just... board game. <laughs> yeah, like, 2022's literally just started, and there's so and there's already so much information that's going around for, like, mm, like different for games sure. and stuff. Like, like, literally, before we started recording, I saw people talking about how Activision wants Microsoft to bring back Guitar Hero or something like that, too. Yeah. I think we're gonna see how it goes but yeah. also like in regards to that like just getting so much information every day sometimes i don't know how you feel about it but sometimes i just lay down on my bed and i just stare into the void <laughs> like i just yeah. need to get away from it because it's always so much so yeah, that, yeah that, that's I, I support that yeah pretty much the <laughs> pretty much the main time that i turn my brain off is honestly at work for the most part okay okay just because my job is like, I I'm pretty straightforward about about like what I do. I'm pretty much a delivery driver. Yeah. Like I you just have, look, like I, so I look, much respect for that. Yeah. Like oh like God. like I literally just deliver packages, and that's that's all my day is. So like while I'm driving, my brain's like turned off, and I'm like either listening mm. to podcasts or um or or listening to like music and whatnot. Is it a stressful job? Do you think it's stressful? It's. It's yes and no, I guess. Like it's mm. stressful because you know COVID and whatnot, and because mm. of because of this job, I I'm pretty high risk of getting it. Which surprisingly enough, knock on wood, I have not gotten it yet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so that's a plus. And like and like the like the most stressful times are at Christmas time, which was when I was hired. So. Mm. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Christmas for sure. Christmas like uh, like every day I was doing shit I, I was delivering like 50 packages a day. That's and, a lot. And now on since it's not Christmas I do like 20, 30. That's still a lot. <laughs> it, it, it's not too bad when like half of it goes to one place. Okay, okay. <laughs> so but... so so like, so like hypothetically mm. i'm doing like 12 to 15 stops normally okay and like in like an eight hour day so like it's not bad yeah it still sounds demanding though so yeah definitely Dri driving is taxing though that's for sure yes i hate <laughs> driving <laughs> like I should not like i haven't been driving in a while uh because i live in a city and i don't need a car Mm -hmm. um but i also kind of don't wanna because you know i'm, I'm not i'm kind of like not scared about my own driving skills like i think i'm an okay driver mm -hmm. i got my driver's license first try 
um which probably doesn't mean a lot but it wasn't terrible okay but i'm always like scared of what other people are doing <laughs> like yeah that... i'm incredibly scared of that <laughs> I i'm i'm honestly the, the exact same same way okay like, like like when i was living back in on back in ontario um i i would have to commute to uh toronto and i was like i'm i was like i'm not driving to toronto i will take the bus i will take the subway i will do everything in my power to not drive down there because i don't trust anyone who drives in in a city yeah cities are especially tough to drive for sure like i don't know how people do it i don't know how people stay so calm as well like especially when i don't know um (laughs) it's yeah i I really don't like doing it. Maybe one day I have to when I like maybe live somewhere else. But uh, yeah, until then, I try to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Until then, absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so earlier when um when I first like met you and what uh, holy when I knew you and whatnot, um, I knew you under the name as Elarg. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know why you changed the name. I like that name. Oh my god! I I I, people tell me that. I I miss going into the chat all caps Ella and then just slam my face on the keyboard. Some people still do that, so (laughs) don't feel like you can't do that anymore just because my name was changed. I I meet. Sorry, what? Uh, I, I was just about to say that I get terrified that I'll just get bopped by like Automod or something. Cause, no, cause, not at all. Because every chat I'm in, Automod does not like me at all. Oh my god. I turned off Automod because it was buggy and it wouldn't mm-hmm. always like ban weird things that were not ban worthy. And yeah. it didn't ban the things that were ban worthy. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Um. Anyway, I did change my name. Yeah, I made my Twitch name without really thinking much about it. I didn't think that I would do this for six years. So um, back then, uh, my, my boyfriend at the time, his brother actually always called me Elark. And I was like <laughs> always laughing about it. It was so funny. Like he was he was very funny. And uh, so I, I made my Twitch name. And fun fact, I had Elark with four A's first, and then I forgot the password for it. So I made Ella's Elark with five A's <laughs> when I started streaming. So yeah, I thought it was just funny. But at some point I was, well, especially once I switched my content, right? This was kind of after switching to Variety. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was in 2018. Um, I kind of didn't really feel like a big connection to the name anymore. Uh, and also it was kind of a bit of a cleansing act after like changing my content. So I was like, okay, I want to, want to kind of be more the, the theme that I had picked for my stream, which was coffee and coffee time. And we did that with LARC too, but my name didn't really reflect that. And then on top of that really awkward when i met people at conventions and they asked oh, yeah. me about my twitch name and i was like well it's Lark with five a's <laughs> like, it's like all right so how do you spell this and then every single time someone puts it in yeah. it's too it's too many a's or i i myself had to count every time i would post my link on twitter like i was like <laughs> three four every time and i was like okay you know 
Cafe Ella works. I like Cafe Ella because Cafe is kind of like the place, like the community. So it's like a name dedicated to the community mm -hmm. where we hang out rather than, you know, just me and then Ella, obviously, as my name. So yeah. I kind of <laughs> checked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pre pretty much the name Cafe Ella gives more of like the chill, cozy vibe that, that your stream typically is. LR just just screams yeah. caffeine yeah. crackhead to me. Yeah, that that's what I get out of it. <laughs> and I feel like that's not my stream at all. So I was it's, like, okay, well, <laughs> it's definitely not. You're not up running around just screaming at the top of your lungs. Yeah, for sure. That's so what, it was kind of yeah. Yeah, because that's what I would picture an LR doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so too. It was kind of funny that I was the complete opposite and. There's something about expecting certain vibes in certain streams or stream names. So I felt like this was a, a positive change. But something I did, which I do not recommend, is I changed my name while I was live. Oh, what? <laughs> and, you did that? Yeah, I just wanted to see what happens. <laughs> so I changed my name while I was live. And all my viewers were sent into the void. <laughs> Because <laughs> suddenly LR didn't exist anymore. Oh, and, and everyone was kind of like gone. And I was like, oh, I think what I happened? made a mistake. Oh my God. Yeah, because then, then as soon as you do it, that page is completely null and void. There's not even a chat for you to be like, hey, I'm over here now. Exactly. All the viewers were just gone. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh man, I think I made a mistake, but it was fun for science. <laughs> That uh, it was great. <laughs> to be honest, I think that that actually could have been a really banger YouTube video. Oh my god! That would have well, been so if I good. I honestly, if I would have been into YouTube back then, I wish. I I think there would have been a lot of stuff that I could have put on YouTube, but yeah, it, uh, it it's okay. I, I have my clickbait title now. We're good. Uh, okay. What happens if you change your name? <laughs> Ella changed her Twitch name live on stream. Find out what happened. Find out what happens after the break. <laughs> oh my god. It's a good stream meme, really. Sometimes it, it my, some of my my viewers like to remind me of it, and it's honestly always a really a really fun memory. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, mm -hmm, I did that. Honestly, I, honestly, I wish I was there because that would have been absolutely fire. I would have, I would have been cackling more than I already am. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. See, that's like all I want to do. I just want to make people laugh. Yeah, for um, the content. Yeah. <laughs> and because the world is cruel and sad, so we can all use some laughs, really. Yeah, that that's that's true. <laughs> Especially though, over the past, like what, like two. It's over is two it, years now, right? Is it still I, March 2020? It's almost two years now. Uh, oh my god. Uh, uh, I don't I don't even want to think about it anymore. Don't remind <laughs> me. I have no feeling for time anymore. Yeah, I really I, don't. I've got all my shots, all my boosters, so I, I'm okay, I think. Um, yeah, I gotta get my booster, but soon. Yeah, there and like there's just so much stuff about like COVID. Like I've gotten to the point where I just don't talk about it really anymore unless someone yeah. else brings it up um yeah yeah um so going back to content creation getting off of this covid 
Yeah, okay. Because, <laughs> like, I could already tell, like, as soon as we started talking about it, it was like, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, um, even though content creation did get a big boost from all the people who had to stay home, right? Yeah, true. Like, that was mm. one of the very few good things that came out. And, mm. Fall, and Fall Guys came out at the right time, and then it died. Oh, my God. And Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was oh the God. perfect time. I still That was the lifesaver. It, it really was. I remember when the game came out, I already had planned my 24-hour charity stream. I th was it a charity stream? It was some sort of 24-hour stream. I don't remember what it was for. I think it, I feel like it might have been charity, but... <laughs> um. It it was I it was funny enough the same day that Animal Crossing came out I'm pretty sure oh is it the same day or the next day mm -hmm. and uh, or the day before um and I did a full 24 hours of only Animal Crossing oh my god I got burnt is... out immediately oh really <laughs> I played I... the game for like three months straight and I think I made like over 500 hours in that time or something yeah oh. I, I I think. I think a lot of the burnout that came for me was well, obviously doing it for twenty four hours straight. That that, oh, yeah. that that will kill anyone. Um, and the fact that like because I originally did a separate save, not understanding how the islands work. What happened to my light? Stop! <laughs> it's the cat. The cat's in here. Oh, oh my god! No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gonna grab him. Audio listeners, love you, but this is my kitty. Aww. My kitty. It's her name. Right, That's so cute. <laughs> I knew I saw the door earlier. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I I thought I uh, I thought I saw the door moving earlier and I was like, hmm, weird. It's haunted by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> did she open the door by herself? Oh, uh, I don't I don't think he did. I'm, I feel like he just didn't leave the room when I closed the door. Oh my god. No, the door opened. Oh, did it? Yeah, earlier. Just a couple just like 2 minutes ago. Uh -huh. Oh my god. <laughs> now you have y'all stressed out. Check check the footage. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it opened. <laughs> it oh it, it might have been shaking like a little bit cuz I look over and and he's like just like playing with like the door kind of like sticking his paw underneath so that 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 could have been it but like Cats. like honestly he he likes to hide underneath this like couch bed futon thing mm -hmm. um and with his like cat litter in here as well it's like okay th this is pretty much his general space but i'm in here so tough luck mm i see yeah and also his name's lemon i got to name Aww. him lemon so cute yeah. i pretty yeah pretty much pretty much went when we got them we got them for free because they just needed to get rid of all the cats uh so we, so we got them my fiance kate ended up bringing them home put put them in this room because we already knew this was where he was where the uh cat litter and stuff was going to be i found yeah. him, i found him hiding underneath all the pillows that are literally in this corner <laughs> Oh my gosh! We did not have a name for him yet, and and all, and the only thing I knew was that I that I was allowed to name him because because she named our dog, and so I okay. looked at him and was like, "Lemon." 
You're a lemon. Yes. I was like, he's a very, he's a sourpuss. And honestly, (laughs) it fits. Oh, that's very sweet. I love it. Very cute name. Uh, I try sometimes. Where were we? I don't (laughs) remember. (laughs) I think it was, oh my God, what was it? Oh yeah, Um, COVID. Gaming boost. Animal Crossing. Yes, (gasps) Animal Crossing. Yeah. Also, I, I need a new chair. This one keeps sinking. It's stressing me out. Oh no! Uh, chair, chair companies, please sponsor me. Oh, please, please sponsor, please. Please, please give me the hookups. But yeah, yeah, Animal Crossing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I remember where we were. I was talking about how after I did the twenty four hours or whatever, that mm-hmm. another reason that I did get burnt out is because. I originally started a separate save and like did like a, sh- a quick video for YouTube on the game like right when it came out, uh, just because you know content wise. So I did that, but didn't realize how the island thing works. So that second profile was the main save for the island, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand that. So then I was like, "Oh, I'll just I'll just delete that profile, no problem." Did that I. I went on to I went on to my other pro I went on to my main profile went on to the island I can't do I can't progress mm-hmm. any farther on that island and and I was just sitting there just like catching bugs and everything and I was like why am I not getting any more progress Oh no and, and then I spent like ten minutes trying to figure it out and then and it's like yeah this isn't the main profile I'm like what do you mean. So no, I had, so I had, gosh. so I had to completely delete the island. Luckily enough, I had a friend that I gave all my bells to, so that way Aww. I didn't, I didn't lose much. I still had okay. like, I, I had six million bells by the time I restarted. Oh my god, but it's so frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, that was after like six hours or something mm. of no progress. So I was like, oh, well, whatever. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I was at that point where I was like, it is what it is, I guess. I'll find something mm. else to do. Okay. <laughs> There's always games. Yeah. Speaking of games, what actually got you into uh, gaming and whatnot? Oh, that's a that's a very good question. So I am one of four kids, and I'm the only girl. I'm the second. And uh, back then, when I was probably about five five years old, I would say. My brother, my older brother, really wanted to have a Game Boy Color. And because my parents were like, well, we don't want you two to fight over this. Uh, I'm going to get one too. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a Game Boy Color and my first game. And oh my God, I got like really into that that's why i love handhelds so much because i grew up with handhelds it was like the Mm. only console in our house um and uh that's why i'm i'm like really fond of like all the handheld games and uh, i i never got like a an n64 or a playstation or anything i only had my game boy (laughs) (laughs) i I was very happy with it and i obviously like once um i've gotten you know got into pokemon my dad uh brought the yellow edition from the u.s and i didn't speak english at the time so i didn't really know what was happening but there was like this little yellow thingy following me and i was just running around having the time of my life 
Uh, and then Red and Blue were released in German, so I finally understood what the game was about. And yeah, then that was my introduction to Pokemon, and I, I started to fall in love once uh, Pokemon Silver and Gold came out. I really loved playing those games. Oh my god, I will play them so much. It was the <laughs> best. And um, I also got into games like uh, my first Harvest Moon was on the Game Boy Color. It was Harvest Moon 2, so I got really into like those farming simulations. So I really love Stardew, obviously, and everything that has to do with cozy comfort farming games. And uh, later on, we got a PC, um, like was like in the living room like the entire family could use it which led me and my brothers off into a lot of conflict and you know i don't know back then i guess i mean i feel like i can say that but my my dad always brought home like you know burned games like you know like oh, yeah. copied like pi i guess pirated i yeah. guess <laughs> because back then you know you had those cd-roms and you could just like easily burn it from one to the other yeah. um so I would like play all sorts of games and I don't know, everything from any sort of game collection to, I don't know, Barbie games. And the first PC game I fell really in love with was, was like The Sims 1, um, which I played at my cousin's house for the first time. And I then got it for Christmas and that was like a game I really got into, obviously. And uh, also Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls 3 was also a game that suddenly landed in our house. Games would just appear in our household sometimes and I didn't know where they were coming from. <laughs> but I just played them because I, I was like really into it. And I don't know, that's how I fell in love with them. It's really <laughs> nice. So it's actually my older brother's fault that I'm, I became a gamer, which is funny because he wasn't into games for a very long time. Like, actually, most of his, you know, teenage and, and 20 years. Um, but he got a Switch last year for his birthday, and I think he's into that again now, so that's nice. You gotta show him the ropes of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did show him Animal Crossing. He's really into Breath of the Wild, actually. He really likes that. Yeah, but... I, I, I've honestly been wanting to pick up Breath of the Wild, but I'm waiting for it to go back on sale, and I feel like Nintendo doesn't want to give me it. <laughs> yeah, Breath of the Wild sales are very rare because it's still selling so well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, like like the newest game that I've picked up is Mario Party Superstars, I believe. Hmm, <gasps> I got that one too. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't even play it. Uh, my fiance Kate does. She plays it like all like almost religiously at this point <laughs> so she, funny. She, she doesn't go online or anything she just plays against computers but she, but she just like enjoys every last bit so and then we'll just rotate between like mini games and stuff because at, at first i was like oh we could play together and then i was like wait no we can't because it's a physical copy and i can't and i and <laughs> i don't want to buy it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's understandable yeah which um, which honestly we could probably trade her Animal Crossing game that's still sealed that I got her cuz mm. uh, cuz she hasn't touched it at all. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> the right time comes at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean if she wants it she I just have to put my profile on her, on her uh Switch and call it a day. Mm, I guess so. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, pre pretty much like she was uh, she was always stealing my Maya switched to play um, Mario Kart, so I was like, you know what? I'll be a I'll be a good boyfriend and um and buy her her own Switch Lite for Christmas. Aww. 
Aww. Yeah. So, she, so she's nice. she's finally been, been getting a lot more use out of this. So that's always good. Very good. <laughs> and she can keep playing Mario Kart. I don't. I don't like that. Mm, okay. I get. I get way too mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I always. You know, I always try to not get mad, but I'm not a good Mario Kart player, and a lot of people are very good. So I'm always like, yeah. And... <laughs> Everyone that I know completely fries me in every possible Mario Kart race mode. Yeah. It makes me want to throw my switch across the room. Yeah. Take it very, completely out of the dock. Very understand. I'm a different person when I play Mario Kart. I'm not myself. I'm I'm getting very I I can get very like competitive. And that's not usually like something that I guess you see very often because I'm usually very chill and stuff. But I can yeah. I think I can get very competitive if I want to. Just just start get just start getting into uh, Pokemon battling. Uh, we're back into League of Legends. Oh no! Oh no! I played League once. I'll never oh, do it again. No. I only play Arams with my friends, so yeah, that's like, all I do. Yeah, like the high cute skins. <laughs> of Sorry. course, the um, the, like the closest thing to like a MOBA sort of thing I've I've played recently is like obviously Unite. Uh, yeah. I played, I, I played oh, that I one a bit. Unite. Um, there's still like a good amount of people that I know that still play it. Apparently, like a new like Charizard skin came out as well. Uh huh. And uh, Trevenant dropped. That was really surprising because I feel like Gen Six months deserve more love anyway. So I was actually quite mm. happy to see Trevenant as a. I didn't expect it. it it's just like yeah. a Pokemon that you sometimes even forget about. Yeah. It doesn't I'm have a lot of presence. Yeah, there, there's like so many different ones that like could have been put in, and they put Trevenant like one that's like not not very memorable and i'm like dude that's sick let's go i love it too right because you're kind of like oh yeah that pokemon that's so nice i really yeah. like when they use pokemon that they're not like using everywhere all the time mm -hmm. so but like I'm obviously they're, like obviously they're gonna have like their gen one starters and Pikachu, yeah, obviously because those are those are like pretty much a given in those are non-negotiable yeah, yeah they are non-negotiable well, I'm, they're, I'm they're, happy they're, they're trying to do a balance. Yeah, they they pretty much just sit there in the middle of, of developing the game. It's pretty much done. They're like, all right, so what do you guys <laughs> think? Uh, I'm not I'm not seeing Pikachu or the Gen One starters on here. <laughs> uh, can you can you fix that? Otherwise, it's it's a no go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a requirement. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It, it has to be. I hope that more like kind of forgotten months get some love. That would be nice. Yeah, that like, like that'd be super nice. Like like <gasps> like 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 even having them like as like the Pokemon that like you can like just take out for experience or whatever. Yeah. If you could choose one Pokemon to have in Unite, which one would you take? Uh, I would go with Magikarp because <laughs> it's my favorite. Magikarp! Oh my god! Imagine it like flapping around on the lane <laughs> before it evolves. That would it, be cute. Like like it would. Like I feel like it would have to be a jungler because <laughs> there's no way it would they, they would give it the capability to actually take anything out. Hmm. Well, I mean, they could, I guess. But yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um. It, yeah. Like I behind me, I have like a um like a shiny Magikarp plush. So nice. It's not. Oh my goodness. You can kind of see like part of it very faintly right there, but. Mm hmm. It's very hard to see, so. 
Do you want to know which one I would pick? Uh, sure. I would pick Gothitelle. Oh, that one would actually be really good. Right? I think that would be so sick. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that one would be really good. I think that would be really nice. And, it, like, I haven't used Gothitelle in forever because it was just not in the game. So mm -hmm. I really miss it. I used one in Gen 6, I believe. So. I, I, I believe, like, it was used for, like, a little bit for, like, Gen 8 competitive because of, like, mm -hmm. the shadow tag and whatnot as well. It's also really bulky, which you wouldn't expect. Yeah, it can be it can be a terrifying thing to just have in your way a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot of potential there for, for Gothitelle. Team Gothitelle! Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like I could see Gothitelle having like traits of a mix of like Gengar and uh and Gardevoir, mm. honestly. Yeah, right. That would be perfect. Yeah, I would like that. It'd be oh super my god. sick. It would be, oh my god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're getting all excited for something that doesn't exist. If they ever, like, implement Gothitelle, I have to, like, refer back to this interview and be like, ah, I said it all along. <laughs> You'd be like, I called it. <laughs> I called it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my god. So speaking of, like, Pokemon-wise and whatnot, I noticed recently you've been doing a lot more, like, art streams and, like, painting, like, the Pokemon cards and mm. all that. Yeah. Which I also didn't, which I did my a bit of research and didn't know that you were like super into art as well. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Always been. Um, it's kind of funny, but uh, first art experience was drawing Pokemon for my kindergarten friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so wholesome. Yeah, no, I've always like I talked about this with my mom just on my Christmas break because I would like paint a little bit at home and uh, she was like you know you always painted like you always did that like from very young age I would always just paint or draw something and mm -hmm. obviously I was lucky enough that it, it was like encouraged right uh, I mean obviously I never got like any like formal education on it so I definitely consider myself like very much amateur-y but I, I have a lot of fun doing it and um, I always like to encourage people to get into it too because I feel like a lot of people always think that they're bad at painting or drawing not realizing that it's a skill that takes patience and time and just because you don't get it right right at the beginning it doesn't mean that you can't develop and every creative skill that's why okay I have like a real well, it's not a pet peeve, but it's kind of like people always say, oh, you have so much talent. But talent really is only like 10%. 90% is just practice and persistence, really. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that everyone can learn it. So I like to I like to always promote that a little bit. Yeah, like what, especially when it comes to like a new skill, like you actually have to be putting the time into mm. it to be able to get anything remotely out of it yeah for sure like like stream like streaming for example is like one of them like you you you've been at it for for you said six years yeah and, and like <laughs> and like you're still going and progressing and getting better at different things when it comes to it so it's like here we are yeah it's uh it's it's fun and i, I also always want to like emphasize that society as it is right now 
we always feel like, or the way we're raised, we always feel like we have to really excel at things for them to be fun. Like, obviously with, you know, social media and us just showing our best works and our best angles and our best skills, no one shows like the progress anymore, how to get there. And that's why we think, oh my God, everyone is like really amazing at everything. And if I can't do that, I don't have a reason to show it. But that's not at all the case. Um, I I think that you have to just fail over and over again to be successful at something. And also the fact that we don't have to, you don't have to excel at something to have fun with something. And a lot of people get their fun taken away by comparison, by, um, by like looking at others more than at yourself. Um, which is very natural, but it also takes the fun out. So it's really nice to like consciously do something that you're like, well, it doesn't matter how good I am at this. This is fun. So same for streaming, right? I'm, I don't know, <laughs> streaming for a very long time already. And I mean, I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of like people grow much bigger in much less time, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm still having fun doing it, and that's kind of the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Like like with like I'll be honest, I'm terrible at comparing myself to like others when it comes to like things either like I'm learning or things that I've been doing and yeah. finding out someone's better than me at it. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? How do I get better? And then I get frustrated and then give up on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's so normal. But I think something we really need to internalize is that we're not doing anything wrong. Mm. And that also, like, you know, different people have different journeys and bloom at different times. So to really respect that and to, like, it's okay to look and to, like, see others and... You know, I I also think that jealousies or like, yeah, I think jealousy is like something that is not talked about very often. Like we sometimes feel like when someone else is much more successful at something we love doing too, then we can get jealous at that. Mm -hmm. But that's just a normal feeling. And it doesn't mean that we mean any harm to the person who is successful. It's more like we're questioning ourselves, right? We're feeling insecure about ourselves and that creates that feeling. But to really accept that, first of all, which is like very hard. And then second of all, to like really consciously pull the focus back onto you and what you're doing. And you're like, well, I do my thing and I believe in the things I do. Um, I think that's the important part. So it's not like not having these feelings, but it's more like, how do I deal with them? Really? Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's just so much like compare, like times where like people will just like compare themselves to others like yeah it's, like, like like you said it's a hard thing not to do but like if you can manage to get past that and just keep working on how you're progressing and not on others it's definitely a lot, yeah, a lot sure. helpful because like an example that that i'll give is like when i'll be honest when i was in when i was in the pokemon community and i would see people who like started after after i did and and just yeah. and just getting a massive blow up. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, why am, why am sure. I not in that position? But then I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. I, I'm doing my own thing. We're all different people. So exactly. No, and that's really it. And listen, also the online world is always like forcing us to quantify ourselves, right? Like mm -hmm. all these metrics are publicly available, but 
we're humans and we're so much more than just our viewership or our follower amount. Like numbers come and go, but you being the person that you are and you building the community that you do build, that's the more important thing. And that's not something you can quantify, which is why it's much harder to compare, which is why we often see those things ironically. Mm-hmm. Um because numbers are very simple and one dimensional and we can like compare them and I'm just as bad. Like I'm struggling with it still after six years. I, I will sometimes have days that are not going great. And then I'm like, oh, is my stream dying? Is it, mm-hmm. fi- is it time now? Is it the, this the beginning of the <laughs> end? But it just, you know, it just goes like that. And something I also want to say is about these numbers and, and milestones. They are not, very long-term goals like once i don't know i don't know about you but whenever i reach a milestone like a certain sub amount a certain follower amount a certain viewership over a certain time like when i reach those goals they become like normal very quickly and then we want more right like if you want if you have 10 viewers you want 20 if you have 20 you want 50 if you have 50 you want 100 if you want to if you have 100 you want more and that's why these goals really mean anything and they don't have like a long-term impact and they will never satisfy you in a way. So it's really much better to put yourself and your values onto other pillars. Like I'm not saying numbers are not important or you should ignore them. Like there's a whole meta to it, but also build your foundation onto other pillars. Like why you do this what you love about it, the games you love to play, the fun you have streaming and creating. And that's much more sustainable than any number will ever be. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I, I hear so many like larger streamers like talking about it. Cause like one person I watch a lot of like mainly on YouTube. Cause I just, I can't just mm-hmm. sit, sit in a stream for hours anymore. So. Mm-hmm. And, and like I've heard Miskiff mention mention this over and over again, like numbers, like the more they go up, the more the more you want more of that, and then the more yeah. depressed you get because you're not yeah. hitting those new numbers. Yes, and and it it's no different from you being small than to someone being big. And I the the person that tweeted about that was Doctor Lupo actually, mm-hmm. and. He tweeted something about saying, oh, he he feels like a small stream compared to these. And, I'm, and that was the moment where I was like, wait, everyone feels that at every size. It doesn't matter how many accomplishments you have. We will always like not see those things and always see the things that we don't have. And then I was like, you know what? I kind of don't want that. And I'm going to like actively try to concentrate on the things that I actually do have. Yeah, exactly. And, and that changes. That's a game changer, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like speaking of like content creation wise, what ended up inspiring you to uh, become a content creator? Oh, that's a, that's a funny story. So I, well, it's probably not funny. I don't know. I mean, it could uh, be. I moved, <laughs> I don't know. I moved to, I moved to England for my master's degree and, uh, I didn't really know anyone there. Uh, I lived there with my boyfriend at the time and uh, my English was also not that great, so I really was trying to find something that would, first of all, keep me busy, and second of all, also, like, maybe I could improve my language a little bit, so I thought about, you know, streaming, uh, so I could improve how to talk and how to really have good conversation and become a better 
speaker, really. That was kind of like the goal. And another factor that contributed to this that uh, was that I I loved watching Let's Plays on, on YouTube. Um, at the time, I particularly watched Sips Let's Plays back then. I don't know if you know Sips. <laughs> it doesn't he's, ring a bell to me. Yeah, he's streaming on Twitch now. Um, yeah, I, I just really, like, his humor was very funny to me back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I loved watching Let's Plays, and I was like, oh, maybe I could, maybe I could do something like this. Like, I was always kind of attracted by the concept of playing games and being like a comfy background noise for others because that's how i use let's plays i would do something and i would just like let them run in the background and mm-hmm. i don't know i would paint or like do my homework or something and and that was really really nice so i was like oh maybe i can try that and then i tried it and i couldn't watch my own videos I, I it was too awkward i i was like oh no i have to edit this now <laughs> Oh no! I honestly wish I had that recording still. It was kind of clear to me that Let's Plays might not be, like pre-recorded content maybe might not be the the right way. So when I moved to England, I don't know, it was like one or one and a half years later, I was like, maybe I can start live streaming so I don't have to watch the content that I make, which is, you know, now very funny because I watch sometimes the content that I make, but... (laughs) you get used to it and it was like uh it was like a nice and easy start so yeah that was kind of like the the motivation behind it <laughs> yeah i i still remember when i made like my first youtube video i'm pretty sure it's still on my channel it was a mm. um it was just like a co-op let's player or something like that i believe and like just, i still remember like the first honestly it was the first couple of years i hated hearing my voice I, I even like today like if i had my own voice playing in my headphones right now i i couldn't do it i i cannot do it but but like now that i've kind of like adjusted to like how i sound in a video i'm i'm kind of used to it when it comes to my okay. editing but like yeah. it took so long for me to be used to it same when i first started streaming i started watching to watching my bots back i was like oh my god god that's how i sound why can't i have a normal voice like everyone else (laughs) and it's like kind of funny because now i'm used to it and i actually and i don't like i that that's just genuine feedback that i get but a lot of people say that they really like my voice and i'm like that's so funny because i find my own voice so weird (laughs) (laughs) i I, I feel like that's something that that's like the same amongst everyone. Everyone hates hearing their own voice. Yeah. Like like Kate I, like Kate he, hates hearing her own voice. My mom hates hearing her own voice. I hate hearing my own voice. I think your voice is very nice. Thank you. I I I try sometimes. <laughs> yes. No, it's very nice. And I got better at listening to my own too because I also hear it all the time in my headphones because it helps me to kind of regulate the volume a bit and mm. helps me to, you know, speak the way I want to speak, really. So Yeah, and th- and then there's me. I I I have no sound in my headphones right now. The only thing <laughs> the only thing that's going through my headphones is, is your audio right now. Okay. I, I have I have nothing else going through it. Because <laughs> I, I can't stand hearing my own voice while I talk because 
because how my brain works i also have like a, a stutter that comes out every now and then oh okay so like as soon as i start hearing like any sort of talking doesn't matter if it's my own voice or if it's someone else's i start to trip over my own words and then i just and then i just completely shut down mm. yeah understandable i mean yeah <laughs> and like everyone can do it there's no right or wrong right like mm -hmm. everyone should always do everything to how they prefer it really yeah exactly um so what we're going to do right now since we're oh my god we've been recording for almost an hour already um, i know <laughs> it kind okay. it kind of flew by a little bit um <laughs> yeah. so what we're going to do is we're going to get into one of the multiple segments we have here uh it's just some uh quitter q a uh pretty, pretty much before i record every podcast i post on twitter um saying hey we're gonna have so-and-so on Le leave mm -hmm. your uh, questions in the replies a few people did uh, a few people did this time around so we're just gonna go through what what they all said um so the first one here we have is nbfish420 who we actually mentioned earlier uh and they said uh if she were to open a cafe, what would it be like? Uh, hi, Envy, all of you. Um, <laughs> if I would open a cafe, what would it be like? Well, obviously, it would be very cozy. I have like a very warm sort of autumn color palette going on. So I feel like I would definitely do that in my cafe too. I think there should be like big bean bags and big plushies that you can give a hug. I think that would be really nice. That'd be awesome. And I want like, I want like a, yeah, kind of like a cozy lighting. Like it shouldn't be too bright. Um, and there would be a lot of plants, a lot of plants. And there would also be obviously a big shelf with um, maybe little gaming consoles that you could rent. Like, I don't know, some Game Boys or some uh, old Game Cubes or something like that that you could hook up. I think that would be really cool. That'd be super And sick. then, yeah. Oh my gosh, it would be so nice. And then, obviously, that would be uh, that would be a very a very nice big coffee menu, and uh, there would be seasonal things. And I would also have like a whole section with like homemade cake with recipes from my grandma, obviously. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm always a sucker for like homemade desserts my my mom every year mm. and always makes uh always makes my birthday cake because because no one makes desserts like like she does and i'm just like i need this in my life that's so nice <laughs> yeah no my mom is the same like she's she's so good at making those uh those desserts and and things and i was home for christmas and let me tell you i was basically just eating 24 7. <laughs> That, that's the way it should be yeah i don't know i had like a little plate with like christmas cookies and it would always just magically refill and i was like oh god mom please wow where did these come from well might as well eat them yeah they're they're sitting here i don't want them to go to waste yeah that would be terrible <laughs> oh my god yeah that, that cafe actually sounds fire though nice yeah there should be also oh, a fireplace would be really nice yes like super cozy cafe with lots of 
comfy furniture. You and I are gonna go are gonna get into the coffee business. We're gonna open our own cafe. Nice. I, okay. I, I have experience at Starbucks. I know how to do things. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So the next question we have is from Modern Chow. Um mm-hmm. you've shown your creativity in so many ways. What do you find that drives you to practice and create all your wonderful expressions i don't know if they meant expressions or something else but yeah i think so i mocha mocha is one of my mods and uh he's wonderful a very very sweet soul so yeah we stand mocha in this house um that's very sweet so i guess He's referring to like me painting but also playing like music and and creating content I guess. And I I think what I really love about creating in general is that it's um I don't know, it's just like this very like it's kind of like an essence of yourself, right? Like this is something that only you can make because it's your thoughts and it's your mind and it's you making it. So even if people make similar things, they're never the same. And I think that really fascinates me about creative expression and creation. And on top of that, I'm someone who is often very ridden by existential nihilism, really. Like uh, there's often I, and that shouldn't sound bad, but there's no purpose of life, right? Like we're literally a species that is existing on a floating rock in the middle of space. And space is expanding and growing cold at some point. So, oh, we love you know. that. We we love the rock we live on, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. I mean, global warming. We, we don't. Never mind. We, 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 we better, don't care right? that much. We don't. We don't care that much. Never mind. Oh Cro- scratch gosh. that. Yeah. Well, instead. anyway, but I think to know that, to be aware of these things, and to create despite, like to. To be like, well, I don't care. I'm still going to make this, even if it doesn't mean anything. I think that's like the biggest rebellion you can really do against the meaninglessness of the universe. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's it's like an act of rebellion and an act of, hey, I'm I'm still going to do that. I don't care. And I think that's nice because we have very limited time on this Earth, right? And yeah. it's really nice to find ways to express our thoughts and maybe leave something behind that can be a positive influence for others amen (laughs) (laughs) that got very deep i'll I'll be honest i have nothing to add on to that i have no reason to add to that 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 was perfect spot on i'm all for it yes (laughs) (laughs) so we have we have one more we have one more question which is really four questions (laughs) <laughs> we ha- we have chocolate Kieran. Kieran, why'd you why'd you ask so many questions? Why are you like this? Kieran, I love you. <laughs> which, which funny thing, Kieran was was also one of my first podcast guests, actually. So if you guys oh. if you guys haven't checked that out, you guys should Spotify, Apple, you Apple should. Podcast, my channel. Uh yeah. Yes. Any anyways, we're not here for Kieran. Oh I mean, I'm here for Kieran. <laughs> I mean, aren't we? I mean, we all aren't are. We all? We, we all are. <laughs> we, we all are. Let's be real here. Yeah. If you guys are, are here for Kieran and not Ella, hit that like button. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Um. So. So. Anyways, first question. I'm not going to go through all of them at once. That's just too much. 
Uh, so the first one is, what are you, what are you most proud of yourself for in the past year? Oh my gosh. So anyone who knows me is gonna know that my last year was like particularly challenging. Like it was a really rough year for me and my personal life. But I think what I'm most proud of is that I learned, or at least I made the beginnings to learn how to distinguish the things that I feel like I have to prove that I can do them and the things that I really want to do. Because I'm always like someone who is very determined and ambitious. Like if someone says I can't do something, then I'm going to be like, oh, you'll see. <laughs> I can do it. Um, but to really to really like listen to myself and be like okay is this actually something you want to do like or is this just something to to prove something right i th i think that's sometimes really hard especially yeah. in this society um so i'm i'm really happy that i start i'm still not like i'm still learning but i'm happy that i'm making progress with that and i'm also really proud that in the process of that i learned how to stand up for my own and my own wants, which is something that is always particularly hard for me because I don't want to, I don't want to hurt people and I don't want to cause any grief to people. But I learned that it's better to be honest and to, I mean, there's a big difference between being intentionally hurtful and like stating your own needs, right? So really trying to to do that and to take myself more serious and my own needs more serious i think that's what i'm most proud of yeah that like, like like that's definitely something that a lot of people don't don't necessarily have the grasp of like mm -hmm. i'm like i'm also one of those that's still trying to get there i i know damn well that i'm nowhere near but but it's always something that like people have to like figure out really on their own it's it's not something yeah. that can just be like yeah you need to do this they'll be like what do you mean i'm not doing it, that yeah it takes time and i think the journey is the goal here really because when are we ever somewhere like when are we ever arriving at like oh my god this is the goal i never have to do anything in my life again no these are decisions you make every single day for yourself so mm -hmm. it's um it's really important to keep that in mind that we don't make the decisions and these don't you know make this journey once we make it every single day yeah exactly so. uh so the so the second question i have here is <laughs> what's your favorite thing about yourself <laughs> kieran's Kieran! going with all the deep questions <laughs> kieran he, he really oh my god kieran's just really like kieran's like the sweetest sweetheart he just really wants to spread a lot of love and wants me to think about particularly what I appreciate about myself. And that's what I appreciate about Kieran. Mm -hmm. But um, I think something that I really like or appreciate about myself is that I really think about all the different perspectives to a certain, like, I don't know, whether it's a situation or something that is happening in the world. But I'm not like forming an opinion very easily. I'm trying to think about all the different perspectives and ask like why, like why did we get here, and um, how are how are like people from all these different perspectives thinking before I actually 
you know, make an opinion. And I, I don't think I'm a very judging person either. Like, I, I don't think I, there's very little things that I judge people for. And, um, and most have to do, like, if, if I judge someone for something that it has to, like, hurt my very base values, really. But, uh, yeah, that's more like human rights related, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there's, there's no, that's not something I would say that is ever personal. Uh, or has a personal reason. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I like. Like really thinking about the different perspectives first. Mm -hmm. Pretty much like trying to see everyone's point of view, putting yourself in, in their shoes almost sort of thing. Yeah, sort of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Surprisingly, surprisingly enough, I actually do that way too much. Like, like sometimes... Mm. I'm talking with some friends or whatever, and they're all in. Um, they're they're are they're all arguing about different things, and they ask, ask me what I think about it. I'm like, honestly, I'm kind of just the middle ground here. I I just see it from each different perspective. Like like even if it's like a political thing, I um someone can can be going off about like one side of it, and then I can because I see things from like both sides for the most part. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here, but what about this? Yeah, I I don't think I'm a devil's advocate. I I still will have like especially when it's about politics. I I still will have like an an opinion, but mm -hmm. it's I think it's important to see that no problem is ever binary. Like there's often no like often right or wrong is like much too simple for a lot of questions. So yeah, exactly. I think it's very important to see that. But then. I also got better at like you know enforcing my own values so like i feel like i have a little bit of a stronger base for that which often is like well i see this side but i still will decide for this because i think this is much more grave and much more you know, significant so yeah we get we're getting there <sighs> i had to finish my coffee nice loki i was hoping that they were going to talk for like another half second so i could quickly down that. <laughs> i was like oh no <laughs> oh i should have tracked it out okay. come on i'll do that next time <laughs> we don't have to okay. now i'm all out of coffee i'm all dry okay um okay. all right so the next question how many questions even are there one two three five questions kieran why are you like this um oh, because we love him yeah. that's why yeah I tried to be a little bit shorter with the next ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next one is, if you were to give one piece of advice to the whole world, what would it be? Um, kindness and putting yourself in other people's shoes really goes a long way. Like, and I think that that makes us human. After all, like, we should never forget our humanity over everything. Mm. Like, money and fame and everything aside, like... We're still like th there's a lot of like good value in, in being there for each other, and we're human means we we lean on each other, right? We get help and give help, and that's a beautiful thing, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we're we're just gonna go right go right to the next question, so we kind of power through this a little bit more. <laughs> um, what do you love about life most right now? <sighs> I feel very free, which I, I love. Like, I feel like I could do, like, anything now. Um, I could go anywhere, um, do anything. 
and that's kind of like a cool feeling. I mean, let's just ignore COVID for now, but yeah, let's act like it doesn't exist. Let, let's, yeah, let, let, <laughs> let's let's all go out in public for a day. <laughs> in this <laughs> hypothetical, at least, like it's it's a nice thought to like it's exciting, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, like 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 especially since like you now have like a, like from what I'm aware of, a, a pretty good job. Um, mm -hmm. and like, and like, just like being able, someone being able to like live on their own for the most part is like a yeah. pretty, a pretty impressive thing in general. Yeah. Like, like I guarantee if I wasn't with my fiance, I would be living at home most likely because it is way too expensive to live on your own. And yeah, I, it is. And I, and I struggle making IRL friends. So yeah, I keep to myself. But that's not your fault. That's like, you know, the economy's fault for yeah. the young people not being able to support themselves because mm -hmm. uh, capitalism sucks. So Yeah. <laughs> but we also love capitalism. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, all right. Last question from Kieran. Uh, mm -hmm. what never fails to make you smile? Kieran, you never fail to make me smile. Aww. It's true, but also like I guess in general, just thinking about my friends and my family and my community, and sometimes, sometimes these thoughts come in very intensely, and then I almost tear up. But the fact that there's people out there who truly care about me and who I could always turn to, no questions asked, that that makes me feel very warm and fuzzy. And so I'm very grateful for that. That's exactly. wonderful. <laughs> it's always good to have like those types of friends where like. You can reach out to them for hmm. pretty, for pretty much anything. Like yeah. I have, a, I have like a handful of those. Like my two best friends that are they're in a, a different province from me back back in like my hometown. I still mm -hmm. talk with them like pretty much every day. I've been getting filled Aww. in. I've been getting filled in on one of their like family dramas that's going on i'm not gonna go into it on stream because it's it's not my story yeah, to course. tell and it's who it's heavy um oh like it's not like it's not, like it's not like a sad heavy it's kind of just a so outlandish it's hilarious yeah i hope it's okay uh, he, oh. I, like like honestly it's all good he like he laughs about the whole thing because it's just, like it's just I'll be honest, it's a total shit show, and it's hilarious. Oh, my it, God. And, and, and all three of us just laugh at it and, like, crack jokes about the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. At least you can do that together. Yeah. That's nice. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, that, that's all the Twitter questions. Woo! That, Thank you, Twitter. You're amazing. Yeah, shout out to Twitter. <laughs> if you guys aren't following either, either of us on Twitter, you guys should. <laughs> I'm assuming it's just Cafe Ella on it's Twitter. the Cafe Ella the because Cafe Ella is taken, unfortunately. It's an inactive account, which is very sad, but you know how it is. I actually I don't know how it is because my my name is always available. <laughs> okay. Like, That's nice. Like like not even kidding, I can go to like every possible platform. Like I could probably go to MySpace and grab Cinex Realize if I really wanted to. That's good, yeah. Yeah. It it's one of the perks of having like a unique name. Yeah, I guess so. Cuz like even my like like my legal name that I just don't use online for obvious personal reasons, like 
like people know my like first name it's not hard to find my last name um but i just don't go around saying it but like Mm -hmm. my just like legal name is like like i'm literally the only one with that name as well so if you know my first and last name you know everything about me and it's very stressful uh same but it's really good for getting usernames (laughs) um let's see yeah so so we're gonna hop back into like the coffee topic for a second here yes um so let's say you go to whether it's like a starbucks or like a similar coffee shop out where you are what do you get oh my god my coffee order yes i get okay I get usually an oat milk latte in the biggest size available, obviously, because otherwise it doesn't really pay out to go to the coffee shop. <laughs> and for me, at least, I don't know. I don't have yeah. it close, so I'm always like taking a big one. And then I get either one pump of vanilla syrup or if it's pumpkin spice latte season, <laughs> I get one pump. I get one pump pumpkin spice latte and I totally... I'm totally like standing up for my basic girlness, really. <laughs> basic white girls all around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's, it's I like mean, it. I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you. When I worked at Starbucks, <laughs> I, when pumpkin spice lattes were around, I, I was drinking them. Nice. Oh my I was, God. I was drinking them. I was making them. I was slowly hating pumpkin spice over time, but then it really? comes back. And then it comes oh, back I the next so. year, and then I like it again. And then it's just this another <sighs> cycle. Yeah, I only get like once a one like a year. I feel mm-hmm. like like the past two years at least because I didn't really go out a lot and um, yeah, off like the a lot of stores were closed here too, so it wasn't like I could just go out and get one very easily. But um, like for me, it's very important that it's only like one pump of syrup because everything else is too sweet for me. Yeah, so I just like the I like the hint of it really. Yeah, I ended up figuring out like that I actually kind of like oat milk and when, <gasps> when it comes to like lattes and stuff nice. like like almond milk i don't like coconut milk I, mm. I, I, coconut milk i like it when it's cold in a drink but i don't yeah. like it but i don't mm-hmm. like it when it's like in like a latte it's not yeah it's not really the greatest yeah. for but like, sure but like oat milk has stuck his like whenever whenever it goes out it's kind of like my go-to to have in a drink nice that's really good i like when like I've I've been vegan for like three years now or three and a half years. Um, I always like when people are like thinking that planted alternatives are like actually cool, and I like that oat milk is so widely accepted now. Yeah, the the funny thing is like at at the Starbucks I worked at, like we we heard that that we were going to be getting oat milk for like the longest time but we were like we don't mm. know we, we have no idea when we're actually getting it and then when we finally got it everyone was like oh my god and i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm like i i don't care and then i tried it and i was like you know what it's it's not bad <laughs> you know the hype was justified <laughs> the, the, the hype was somewhat justified yes <laughs> actually fun fact we had oat milk much earlier here in europe um but that's i think because in europe every single starbucks is franchised it's not really starbucks it just operates under the starbucks name Oh, okay so the us i believe it took so i'm pretty sure it was like figuring out contracts and stuff right with deliver deliveries and suppliers so here they had oat milk 
like maybe a year before the U.S. had it. So every time I went to the U.S. and wanted to have an oat milk latte, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what you do is you just uh, what you do is you just come in with your own oat milk. You're like, here you go. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Please use this. <laughs> Please no, use this have. and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I actually, done that. I, I actually had no idea that, that, you, that you were vegan. I, that, that was just something that I, I like haven't heard about you at all. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not I, don't, like, I don't know I, how, but... I don't promote it much because no. I genuinely... I feel like there's always the stigma about vegans and people always feel like they have to tell their opinion about vegans um, whenever they <laughs> encounter one. But I, I genuinely don't mind <laughs> what you eat. I just want to eat my food like this. Yeah. And exactly. that, there's that. Yeah, because like the stereotypical vegan is like, I'm vegan. You shouldn't be, do this X, Y, Z, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I I don't care. You do you. It's, it doesn't bother me. More burgers for me. That's how I see it. I mean, I guess the problem <laughs> is that that we or like a lot of people think that they can convince others by telling them how bad something is. But actually, the better option here is to actually show how good vegan food can be like for example how yummy almond milk is or like oat milk right mm -hmm. so i don't know and i also think that veganism is often seen as something that is very like binary you're either vegan or you're not but you don't have to be fully vegan to have a positive impact on the environment like you mm -hmm. can avoid certain foods for example yeah. and like have a or like just not eat as much of it really so that's that's all there is and no one has to become vegan to to do something good yeah, i think exactly. that's a very and and a lot of people even can't like everybody is different right like people try it and they don't feel good with it i was lucky that i felt really really good with it so i kept on doing it but yeah. i also realized that i'm just one person and i will never <laughs> force it, my perspective or opinion onto someone else um i mean there there are a lot of truths and like vegan food right and what i don't like is when people just straight up deny facts like you know mm -hmm. what kind of impact it has or mass production and what what kind of like stuff there is but other than that i don't really mind or care yeah exactly like there is one person i know that i guess they they used to be vegan but but now it's they're more like they just don't eat i think it's like beef or something like that yeah be avoiding beef is amazing because mm -hmm. that's uh, very intense on the environment. Yeah. Um, also fish, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I, luckily enough, I'm not the biggest fish person, but when it comes okay. to lobster season, oh boy, I'm eating a lobster. Oh my gosh, I didn't know lobster season was was a thing. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't think it's really a season kind of thing, but like. I normally only get it when it's like summer ish, something like that. Oh, uh, like, I guess so. That's the only time that I'll really go go and get some. Okay. Um so I kinda wanna talk a little bit about your um you actually getting into your um employment that they are they're at right now. Um <laughs> I, I, I kinda I kinda just wanna know like what like the process and experience has been like um with like getting like into like the company and whatnot 
obviously uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if like the company you work for is like complete like public knowledge or whatnot so yeah yeah i mean it's on my on my twitter profile right i publicly disclosed that i work uh, at ubisoft oh okay um but i just can't like really talk about company internal things really mm-hmm. like i i can't speak about that um because yeah yeah of uh course. there there's more qualified people um but i i, lo- I love talk- talking about my general profession and my field and i mm-hmm. like to inspire especially like um people with um you know diverse uh backgrounds and and also women to get into you know jobs that are more technical and uh that that's what i'm really passionate about and also accessibility of course so <clears throat> i work as a ux designer and i um well i studied computer science as my bachelor's and I'm kind of just going to run you down how I got there. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. That's all good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I studied computer science as my bachelor. And um, that was one of the things that I... Well, I was really into like computers and games at the time. So I was like, well, I could try computer science. But by the fifth semester or so, I kind of realized that... Like I was kind of done proving to myself that I could do it. Because that was like a thing. Because I was bad at math in school, so I was like a lot of teachers were like doubting that I could do it, and I was like, I was like, you'll see. <laughs> so we're back at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I um, there there were a lot of, like a lot of fun things. Like I loved math, for example, which was kind of weird because I hated that in school, but university was fine. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't want to become a programmer for sure. I didn't really have fun programming. Um, And then I became, I got like a university position as a researcher in human-computer interaction. And I was like, oh, cool, that's fun. So we're like kind of investigating how machines are interacting with humans and what that means and what that implies and how we we can do that best, basically. So do you know how long it'll be until the robots take over? Uh, didn't wasn't there like uh singularity will be by twenty forty five or something? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, they might have already. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we'll we, all, see. we we all have an AI somewhere in our in our household. Yeah, it's definitely a very interesting time to live in. Um, and it's a very interesting field, like artificial intelligence in general. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's very interesting and robotics too. I did both um, as like a class, but yeah, I barely remember. <laughs> but yeah, then I I was like, okay, if I if I really want to like do this human computer interaction, I feel like I have to do a master's. So I so I applied for a master's program in England, and that's where I started streaming to. And uh, I did my master's degree. And then I was like, okay, cool. So now I'm going to apply for jobs. And I didn't really plan on getting into the gaming industry at all because I feel like it always had a little bit of a bad reputation. Like mm-hmm. you always heard of people being very overworked and very underpaid. And I was like, well, kind of studied for so long. I'm kind of not up for overworking and underpaying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that was kind of like an old picture. I think it's much... It, it's better now, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I got my first job as, like, a UX designer. 
2018 and I did that job, but I, I kind of, it was kind of not what I was looking for. It was, I was not very happy. I did things that I really didn't need a degree for and I kind of wanted to, I wanted to plan and I wanted to like bring in ideas and uh, basically what I did all day was just making graphics. So I was, I was kind of very frustrated. So I, it was really funny. It was just a, a day, 2020, right before the pandemic hit really. And it was, it was right about this time, so pretty much two years ago. And I was looking around on LinkedIn and I saw this job from, you know, Ubisoft. And, and they were looking for a UX designer. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I probably won't get it, but I can try. Um, I mean, what, what else am I going to do? I'm unhappy with my job, so maybe, maybe there's something out there. And... Uh, I, you know, I was called back and I mean, these companies do interviews over like many rounds and somehow they, <laughs> uh, they liked me and what I really enjoyed about these interviews and I had a lot of interviews, well, maybe not a lot, but I had quite some interviews in my life already, especially after my degree. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it was really like people really talking down on you because you don't have experience. People who think they can do everything so much better and you're a newbie and you need to like be explained everything and yeah. also a lot of people asking questions where i would say like okay i'm probably just gonna google this um like questions that didn't need questions that where you needed to memorize and not actually solve a problem right so yeah it, it was it was overall like a bad experience so that interview for the first time i felt like people were talking to me on like eye level and was going by so quickly we were basically just discussing and, and talking about you know ux and and accessibility and the things i did and the things i want to do and it was honestly really nice and um then uh i think it was it took like a couple of weeks because obviously um a lot of applicants a lot of applicants but yeah i i was offered the job then in april 2020 and i started in june 2020 and um obviously i can't really talk about what i'm doing right mm -hmm. now like the exact project yeah but if i can give any advice to people out there looking for like a job or their dream job then it would really be to to be yourself and to not be afraid to state your values and to not like there's a certain meta to applications of course like they have to be short and they have to be like uh, you know all the things but for example what i did with my application is i didn't only put in my accomplishments for every job i had i put in my failures too and that's what they really liked so i was like okay here's everything i accomplished and here's everything i failed at and uh and they really liked that because discussed those and i was like well yeah i failed at these but i'm not gonna make that mistake again right our failures are our biggest lessons mm -hmm. and i feel like and and we get back to like you know society really not showing our failures like we always show our best sides and the, the things that we can do but nobody shows what goes wrong 
and and really having that courage and standing with it, I think that makes you a much more approachable candidate. And um, also like talking about things that you're passionate about, like for me, it was accessibility or like, you know, like really helping and, and like having a positive impact on others beyond doing my job. And, and I think that really helped to to show my passion and my values yeah exactly um like like especially with with you mentioning that you put they even put down like your failures as well like like that's obviously something that no one probably even thinks to do at all so, so that like alone like makes you like stand out like immediately it's just like yeah. this person also put their failures yeah it's there was a I, I don't know if you remember but there was something i think it was like some something viral a couple of years ago where a candidate sent out cvs to like really big companies and they would only list the things that they cannot do and it landed them like so many interviews because people were like wow that's different that's cool for me that was a little bit too edgy like i don't want to just show them what i cannot do i can i'm I wanted to strike a little bit of a balance, right? So yeah, exactly. I was inspired by that. But like putting it into a more digestible format, I think. And yeah. to to like really be accountable for your failures too. That's that's a big thing because a lot of like if you cannot be accountable for your failures and if you cannot learn from them, then you can never improve and your experience doesn't really mean anything. So exactly. I think that's a very important trait to have but like that trade in general is just a really good one just like to have as like a person not even for like when it comes to like a job and all that just like general thing instead of like something goes wrong you blame x person or x thing. yeah that just doesn't work really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, like you really you really learn how to own your mistakes and blaming others just makes you feel unpro like it makes you unprofessional and not very trustworthy either exactly um so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what we're gonna do it here since we've been going for oh my god over an hour and yeah, a half i know uh i <laughs> still have <laughs> i still have two more segments this is this is just gonna be a probably the longest episode i have but that's okay there's a lot of <laughs> conversation stuff going okay. on here so what one of the segments we have is a reddit would you rather so i go over to r slash would you rather and grab three of the uh the top um okay posts of the month okay so and, and one of them is a little bit more of an edgier one which is what i like to do to add a little bit of shock to it um mm -hmm. So the first question is, would you rather find 50K cash or a billionaire's wallet? <sighs> 50K cash. Yeah, that, that, that seems to have been like the, uh, the most, like one of the more common ones as well. Cause like billionaire's wallet could honestly just be empty. <laughs> also, what am I going to do with a billionaire's wallet? Like. You know, first of all, most of their fortune is not even real. Exactly. <laughs> Second of all, uh, they can just block their cards. And that, I'm so, uh, for third, I would never like touch someone else's property. Like I, 
I'm the person who finds a wallet and brings it to like the store manager and be like, I swear I did not steal this. I found this. <laughs> what you do is you take the, the billionaire's wallet and, and hold it for ransom. Oh, well, I don't you know. You give me a million dollars or the wallet gets it. <laughs> I don't think I would be the person. <laughs> I take the 50 cash. That sounds easy and nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one we have is, would you rather have the power to talk to animals or turn into animals? <sighs> a turn into animals. Yeah, because you can turn into like literally any animal you wanted. Oh my god. I could turn into, I could like just stroll around or I could be a bird. I mean, it also sounds a little bit dangerous, but I feel like also talking to animals. I don't know if I want to understand what they say because maybe they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's just like under, <laughs> under their breath, they're like, do you see that person over there? Yikes. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> like reading thoughts, right? Or reading yeah. minds. I'm like, that's a skill I never want to have. Yeah. <laughs> I know my own thoughts and they're bad enough sometimes. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> enough to turn into animals one was, ow, I just kicked my desk. That hurt. Oh, um, no. Uh, what, when I looked on Reddit, the turn into animals one, I think, was the more popular option as well. Mm. Um, which... Like, I guess it kind of makes sense because, like, if you talk to animals, you, you'll hear things that you might not actually want to hear. Like, yeah, like, exactly. like, like, I don't want to know what my dog's actually thinking about me. <laughs> um, so, so the last one, the one that's a little bit more edgier, um, okay. would you rather save one human at the cost of a hundred dogs or save a hundred dogs at the cost of one human? And the one oh human God. has to be someone that's important to you. Oh my god, that is really rough. That is so rough. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. Those are like those dilemma questions that they, you know, um, are like really tough to solve, but they, like, those are things that are, like, how would artificial intelligence decide over this, for example? Like, if you're, uh and a self-driving car like are you like and you like some kind of like the car loses control because there's ice or something would mm -hmm. would we swerve and go into that i don't know <laughs> you gotta pick the, one <laughs> the, the mother and child or like the big crowd or whatever like yeah. those are like really different uh difficult questions um i think i'd save the person i love or that is close to me I'm yeah. sorry, doll. I would never be able to look <laughs> at myself ever again. I would be depressed for the rest of my life. But I think I would be, I I would be much more sad to to lose an important person. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, I'd probably pick the the exact same one because, mm. like, the of course there will obviously be like the trauma of like just seeing a hundred dogs dying before your eyes. Uh. <laughs> but but with that trial, you just adopt a hundred dogs easy. Yeah. And then you just become um, a dog person. Dogs are better than humans, but if the, if it's an important person to me, then I I think I could I could bear that loss less than the the dogs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All, right, all right, so we have one more segment, and then we can actually wrap things up here. Because okay, ho holy, all right. So, 
So this last game is one that we play with with every every guest. It is called One Has to Go. Pretty much I take three things that you liked of a certain topic and uh-huh. you have to pick one that gets eliminated, gone forever, non-existent. <gasps> oh my god. Okay. And, and we are going with video game titles. <gasps> okay. So the options are Animal Crossing. Uh-huh. Star- Stardew Valley. Oh my god. And The Sims. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh my god. That's <laughs> rough. That is very rough. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I know Stardew cannot go. Stardew <laughs> has to stay. Is it Animal Crossing or is it Sims? <laughs> it's gonna be the Sims, I'm sorry. Immediately I think I had Sims. I think I had more fun playing Animal Crossing the past couple of years. I do love The Sims, but I mainly love building in Sims. And building is sometimes also exhausting, so I can only do it that many hours at a time. But in Animal Crossing, I get lost very easily. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think it will be The Sims. All right, but gone. it would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, it- it would hurt, but at least you still got both of your farming type of games. Very true, very true. <laughs> You're obviously oh a gosh. farmer at heart. You do not yeah. care for the Sims. <laughs> Har- Harvest Moon just did that to me. It was Harvest Moon 2. If you never played Harvest Moon 2, oh my god, look it up. It's adorable. I really uh, want to kind of do a little let's play. like Almost like, okay, have a look at this game that existed like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I... I feel like Harvest Moon is probably something that your chat would probably enjoy. I would feel like yeah. as well. Yeah, because it's so monotone too, so I could just talk all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's uh, not so much to do. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I feel like with that game, like especially if you're wanting to use it for YouTube content, you could just like take like the VOD and chop it up into a um mm. like a 10, 15 minute video, maybe half hour tops. Yeah, for sure should do that i should start a new stardew playthrough really i (laughs) i i I still haven't ever finished stardew oh my god i i I have it i have like a couple videos on my channel of it because um me and and one of my buddies were like you know what we're just we're just gonna start playing through um stardew valley together and Mm -hmm. and it was as like a team called kush castle because you know stoners (laughs) um (laughs) and so we were doing that for a little bit and like just doing it as like a funny moments highlight type of video, even though it was all just like locally recorded. But like <laughs> it was fun when I played it, but now like our schedule just never line up anymore. So I'm like, well, oh my gosh. well, that's dead. Oh, maybe one day again. Maybe yeah. the right time will come back. Yeah, maybe. We'll, see. we'll have to see about that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's probably about good for the uh, the podcast then. Mm-hmm. Um. So of course, thank thank you for uh for being a, a guest o- over here on this this shit show of a podcast. No, <laughs> you're doing great. Believe in your content. <laughs> oh, I believe in it. I just I just I just okay. like to I I just like to be a total degenerate all the time. Okay, I understand that. Me too. <laughs> it's always the best part. Like, <laughs> I, but I my but I, my caring personality always is like no. It's like no, don't. And I'm like, stop it. Let me make fun of my own stuff. Okay. 
<laughs> um, th- thank you once again for, for coming on to the podcast. Uh, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you and just plug yourself. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. If you want to join our Twitch streams, I Twitch on... <laughs> stream on also twitch sometimes because i'm having too much coffee <laughs> but <laughs> i stream on twitch.tv slash cafe ella and um you're very welcome to join us anytime i mainly stream on the weekends because i work full time so friday saturday sunday um in the evening time european time so noon for everyone on the east coast and uh you can also follow on twitter if you like at the cafe ella uh, yeah maybe i'll see you there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yay so, so so of course that that's it for the uh the the center view you, you can listen to this on apple musics um or apple podcast yes i always get that one mixed up uh spotify <laughs> um i'm not sure if i'm gonna put this on my patreon or not i haven't completely figured that out but the, the audio version is always up a day before, so this will be up on the last day of the month, whatever it is. I think it's the 31st this month. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. And that, and then the video version will be up on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Realize. Um, and that'll be up on the 1st of February. So nice. yeah, if you, got, if you guys enjoy it, hit that like button, comment, subscribe. I'll make sure to leave a link to Ella's uh, Twitch in the uh, description down below. Thank you. And you can check me out on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, pretty much just search for Sanctuary on most social media platforms. They'll most likely find me. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me today. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Goodbye.